0: through by the skin of my teeth but i didn't make it through i sweat it off you know what i didn't even think of this until right now al yeah the sandwich may be a good weight loss plan because while it's a fried chicken sandwich which you would think is not the thing you would eat to try to reduce sure, you don't right? eat for 24 hours after that. <laughs> you you, you yeah. eat two bites of a sandwich and you don't want to look at food again for a day and a half it's not a bad plan and just to have that bite of sand now Plus- Are you 100
1: percent right now? Are you back back?
0: Uh, 95. I- I'm close. I- yeah, I'm I-, very I think close. I'm still
1: like 70 percent.
0: Yeah, I-, I I finally ate a little something. I've had half of a bagel today, so we're 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 circling back. It's it's getting close, but uh, I'll be back tonight. I'll be ready to go have a little dinner tonight. Maybe a martini. Go just get the weekend started. Correctly. Are
1: you still doing? Uh, you going to Congo Room tonight? <laughs> no, it's not. So I. I- Truth be told, I'm gonna keep trying to bring in. it. Listen, if it's dead, if it's gone, there's nothing there. Just <laughs> let me know. But it's three times so far that I've tried working that in. Go ahead.
0: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna show up say around midnight. And that's uh-huh. usually when it starts to get going. I'm more of like the midnight to 4 a.m. guy. I will be in bed asleep by 10:30. A couple mm-hmm. of martinis in my tummy. It'll be it'll be glorious. I can't tell I can't you wait to get it done.
1: You are very familiar with this because when you used to do the post game show for the Lakers pre post the whole thing right. Half when you leave um when you leave the studio. Yeah. And it's a Friday night or it's a Thursday night or it's a Saturday night game. The the way our studio is, the way it's set up in L.A. Live, even though Congo Room – I don't even know if it's so-called Congo Room. No idea. It's (laughs) all the way on the other side of L.A. Live, but there's actually a door, a back door that separates – directly into their kitchen and into or not even to into their kitchen into the a hallway yeah. yeah it's the it's a it's a hallway into the club so every time I leave like I start leaving at you know you're tired it's a, yeah it's, it's eleven thirty at night or whatever the case is and I open that door to kind of go towards the elevator I just hear as if it's Times Square and it's New Year's <laughs> it's pretty loud what is yeah. happening here
0: what whatever's happening on the other side of that door ain't for me like if, if you if you want to go have a good time go do your thing no yeah. judgments for me i'm just knowing that ain't my scene i knock it's <laughs> not my i knock at all. like
1: hey listen if somebody opens it then hey, uh, it's meant to be i'm supposed to come in
0: guys can you keep it down in there i'm trying to do some lakers talk <laughs> something like that i don't know espn radio brought to you by progressive insurance all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline lakers and celtics tonight al um Good to see Dennis Schroeder again. I know that's not like he didn't have the the great Laker career along the way, that he's not – it's not like James Worthy is coming back to face the Lakers or something, but uh, he was here for me. And it kind of brings up that idea that the Lakers shuffled the deck again. They won the championship, shuffled the deck, didn't work for a variety of reasons, shuffled the deck again, and right now the best thing we can say about it is that it's a work in progress. You feel like maybe they did it a little little quick?
1: Well, I think it's a fair conversation to have. I'm I'm, – I'll tell you where I was in the off season and exactly what I thought, but I, I'll say this: you have brought up the point of it's not about the names; it's also the fit, and it's also the continuity. Are you giving these players a chance to not have a few months together, but a few years together, right? And and if you look at there's a there's a couple of different ways to look at it. The Portland Trailblazers have had the same squad for 37 years. It seems like it's like it ain't gonna work, guys. You're gonna how's be how's Bill a, Walton playing? He's been really good, real good. <laughs> Drex, Clyde looks so good. <laughs> Clyde looks so good right now. But like, I, I think there's this, you know, where you can have, you could have something had run its course, and you knew it ran its course, and then in a weird way. There's also these rosters that hey you didn't really give that a chance to marinate. And I think this Lakers roster, you mentioned Dennis Schröder, we're going to see him for the first time. Kuzma's having a good start to his season in Washington. Really good Montrez start. Harrell is playing well. KCP is a is a great role player for them. Alex Caruso with the Chicago Bulls. Sure. You can look at that year's that team's roster last season and you could make a case hey, why didn't you guys bring that that team back? You know what? Give them another year of continuity. Lakers didn't lose to the Phoenix Suns because Phoenix was better. You lost to the Suns because Anthony Davis got injured. You could make that case. I wasn't on that boat. I was on the – wait a minute. You guys see what Brooklyn has over there? They got Kyrie. They got James Harden. They got Kevin Durant. A lot has changed since then. But I was – you need more veterans, and you need to go get another superstar – now you can argue who that superstar the right one was going to be or you could go with the argument that you've been saying you know from the beginning I don't think you needed another superstar I just think you needed a better fit of players either way however you look at it you're watching it's inconclusive right it's we don't have I don't know if this is going to work or if it's not but you're playing against one of those players today or tonight that was obviously part of your roster last season?
0: Yeah, I I, I kind of wanted to split it in half, right? Like, I did not like the mix that they had last year. It did not feel... Like a, a, a super cohesive group of guys, and there, there were some there were some extenuating circumstances to be sure, because AD was hurt for a while, LeBron was hurt for a while, and and the guys that were there were they are playing real hard, but it just yeah. they weren't able to kind of figure out a way to be really successful while those guys were down. They were okay, they they weren't terrible, but they were just kind of okay. And and I hear what you're saying that Brooklyn goes out and adds all these paces, and it's this three headed monster of superstars, and you're trying to get on their level. I I, I understand, but I don't think that you had to go, okay, who's a huge name that we can bring in? Ah, Russell Westbrook's a huge name that we can bring in. We can do that. Because I looked, I'm like, well, I get it. He's a great player. He's a former MVP, still puts up really good numbers. But what he brings to this team, does the team need it? And I, I still don't think it. they do. And I still don't think that it's worked out great. Time will tell. I'm willing to be wrong. I hope that I'm wrong. But you look at the pieces that they have right now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Doesn't doesn't fit great. Right, and, and you wonder if another year, like, Caruso would have fit perfectly. Kuzma, sure. I think, is an interesting one. I think Kuz, it's probably time for him to move on to somewhere else. If you Couldn't agree more. Something let, let, them,
1: let them both. Let him go yep. kind of further yep. his career on his own and let the Lakers move on from that.
0: KCP is an interesting one because I, I liked him. I thought he, look, is he a great NBA player? No. Is he a valuable NBA player? Yeah, he is. He, he makes shots. He defends. He competes. He, he is a guy that I wanted the Lakers to keep. He felt like somebody that knew his role really well, was willing to accept that role willfully, and, and just fit into the plan of a team, a collective team, not a, okay, when do I get my shots? Okay, when do I get my starts? When do I get my minutes? When He, he didn't – that that wasn't his lane. I think they miss guys, clearly Caruso, and, and a guy like KCP, and then maybe – changing out some of the other pieces, and I know Buddy Heald's name was floated around a lot during the offseason that maybe there was an opportunity to make a deal there, but I didn't feel that they needed to match stars. I felt that they needed to improve the squad, the team, and so far I haven't seen
1: that. Lakers were certainly going big game hunting, right? That was the concept and the idea in the summer. Can we turn around some of these players and go get another all-star? Okay, so this is a position that they're in. They're sitting at 8-8 on the season. Um, LeBron is a game time decision tonight So we'll find out whether he plays against the Celtics Put it this way He's close enough to where this is the conversation now Is he playing tonight? So if he doesn't play tonight Then maybe Detroit, maybe New York But you feel like at some point of this road trip LeBron's going to be part of the mix they're 4-6 without him. I thought they played a pretty good game against the um, the Milwaukee Bucks on Wednesday. I really do. like. I, I genuinely think the Lakers played a good game. They lost the game. But when they went down 12, it wasn't, okay, now it's 15, now it's 18. Before you know it, Lakers are down 20-plus points. It was they're down 12, they cut it to 8, then they cut it to 4. Giannis hits a couple of shots, goes back up to 8. I thought Lakers were competitive in that game. Can't lose against Boston tonight. Can they? They can. But I, when I say they can't, this is what I'm referring to. Put aside the rivalry. Put aside that there's beat L.A. I don't know if those were shirts or something on all the seats there, that Boston's going to take this one a little bit. Put all that to the side. They're not that good of a team. They're not. Jalen Brown has missed. Neither yeah, um, of the Lakers, Al. Jalen Brown has missed the last couple That's, of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and they just, you know, look, the, the crew that they have, I should not be giving them the benefit of the doubt, uh, but Trav, Lakers are going to walk into Boston tonight and they're going to get a W. Let's go back to LeBron for a sec because I think you bring up a really interesting point. I appreciate
2: they, that.
0: They, they, they need Thanks him again. back, obviously, right? For, we don't even need to go to the reasons they need him back. They mm-hmm. obviously they need LeBron back. They need to start the process of getting these pieces to fit right, mm-hmm. or, or, or coming to the conclusion that they don't and change up the pieces, right, that you need mm-hmm. – one, one of those two things needs to happen. Sand off the rough edges and get the pieces to work together, or, hey, uh, you got to go, you got to go, and you got to go. We're going to bring in different guys. Those are the mm-hmm. two options uh, there. The other option, though, is how – look, let me do the math for me real quick. They've played 16 games. LeBron's missed 10. Is that what it is? He's missed 10 games so far, four and six without him. Okay, so th- – He's missed 10 of 16 games, which means that injury is not just a little something. It's, it's an injury, right? It's a real one if you've missed that amount of time. They have to have him. They have to start the process. But you also have to be incredibly cautious about his health moving forward because he's in his 19th season. He's thirty six years old. He's played, you know. What have we talked? About? You know, three extra seasons of intense playoff basketball throughout mm-hmm. his career. On top of all of that, that they're in a weird spot where you have at some point you have to start to try to go to see what it looks like, but at the same time you have to be overly cautious about LeBron's
1: health. They're in a weird spot. So, I, I actually I don't think it's as weird as you think. I think they last year they almost they didn't have the luxury of well we still have. I don't know, sixty games left or something along those lines. It was okay. Remember, LeBron came back and then thought he came back too early, yeah. and then went back on you know the uh, on on the injured list, and and really they waited till like that last weekend where they started using LeBron again. He was never a hundred percent, and that was that. That's it. The season was over. Neither Anthony was Davis AD. got injured. Um, I think this year, listen, if if you told them. The, the the one part that I think has been frustrating so far this year, AD and Russ couldn't hold down the fort. They couldn't, right? So, and that goes to your point. They couldn't. I thought, well, of course they're going to hold the fort. Look at the schedule that they got. Look at the, look, they're playing at Staples Center against teams that, they're going to hold the fort against these teams. It's not like they have to go at Golden State, at Denver, at Utah, at Phoenix. No, no, those games, that's fine. If you're going to lose those, because, you know, I think we realize that Anthony Davis in a big time game against the Milwaukee Bucks. now he's going to be eighteen and ten for you, rather than what what Giannis was dropping the forty seven plus that he dropped on uh, on Anthony Davis and the Lakers. I think that as you weigh all this out, they know that they have to hold on to LeBron. And wait till he's fully healthy because it's not like other guys are going to do it, number one. And number two, they're that dependent on him that maybe they just value the regular season less uh, if, if LeBron James isn't healthy.
0: All right, we got some phone calls that we want to get to coming up in just a little bit. Plus, 17 years ago today, Al, that one of the darkest moments in American sports history took place. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Perk has on my jacket, guys. Kendrick Perkins is on uh, the NBA show right now on ESPN, and he's got the jacket that I want. Very bold blue, kind of a old school sports coat pattern on it, right there. That's that's what I'm looking for. Somebody's got to hook me up with that.
1: You were on a mission for it. I feel I like the want mission it. stopped.
0: Yeah, No, no, it hasn't stopped. I just haven't found what I want yet. I want something Rams colors, right? I want something that's got some blue in it. I want something that's got a little yellow in it, maybe a little gold along the way, yeah. because I could wear it to Rams games and feel like I'm a boss. And I could also just kind of wear it around town, and it would still look good because I like blue. See how I'd love for you like to that?
1: come to a Laker game and you see Kendrick Perkins. That's the only question you have. Hey, your jacket last week uh, on Friday. How good does that jacket look? I, I haven't seen it. So. It looks
0: fantastic. I, I by the way, that's so that's the best reason I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go when they're doing like the live show at Staples Center. I'm gonna go and hey, perk Travis Rogers. Nice to meet you. I need to know where you got that jacket. Jacket probably cost more than my car, but that's a that's a whole other uh, dynamic for another day. Travis Lee's brought to you by Goodyear, with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. Seventeen years ago, Al the mouse at the palace. Yep. Seventeen years ago, and this is what it sounded like on uh, on TV. You can listen. I mean, you you literally hear people screaming in that mm-hmm. audio right there. You can you can hear how f- afraid everybody was, how scary of a situation that was. And, and I know Netflix had that documentary that came out not that long ago, kind of revisiting the situation there. But I mean, it's been nearly twenty years, and that feels like it happened ten minutes ago. That still
1: feels feels incredibly raw. By the way, um, encourage uh, if you have not get a chance to. It's called Untold. That's mm-hmm. the one on Netflix. Really, really unique way because I I don't know about you, Trav. I'll go back and you know when you play that clip and I go back. I knew where I was. I knew what I was doing. You know, it, it was a ESPN game and it's one of those like you mentioned. It's yeah, you know, one of the one of the black eyes of sports. It's not yeah. something you ever want to talk about. Not not so, it, it's something you never want to see happen in sports. But it happened. I thought the documentary they did on Netflix. Man, did we get a different perspective on it. It's like, okay, wait, so you actually get to hear from the players. You actually get to hear, okay, how did this – how did it get to that point? What did security look like inside the stadium? I, I, those that were kind of made out to be the Jermaine O'Neills of the world, the uh, Metta World piece, Ron Steve Artest, Jackson. They, they got to tell their side of the story, and all of a sudden now you're sympathizing more with them. Oh, okay, I, I never even looked at it from that perspective. I thought that was a fantastic documentary to help kind of tell the story. But to say 17 years ago that that's when it was, uh, it, man, it's easy to look back. I've done this before. Just go on YouTube and just randomly, you know, that comes up as one of the videos. I go back and watch that. I mean, it's it's, it's crazy. You still kind of get the same feeling that you had back then. That's 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 well, it's what scary. I, I it's, think it's is. It's
0: unsettling because you don't know what's going to happen. It, it, it kept getting worse. It kept getting worse, and it kept getting worse, and – you know, it, finally they got the players off the court and into the locker room. But I, I think you bring up a great point about the documentary on Netflix about it, because you know, the, with the with the benefit of you know, fifteen plus years after the fact, and you hear Jermaine O'Neal tell what he was going through in the moment, you are like, you know what, I am with Jermaine O'Neal on a lot of this stuff. I, I I feel a lot better about him in that situation than I did prior. Steven Jackson went from a guy that I already liked because J- Steven Jackson's the most real guy in the world to I love Steven Jackson because he's like, no, one of my brothers was up there. I'm going in there with him. I don't care what happens. I'm going in. I mean, we all want a guy like that in our life, right? that hey, Look, even if you're doing the dumbest thing in the world, I'm with you to make sure that you get out of there, right? You want a guy like, like Steven Jackson in your life. I felt terrible for Reggie Miller. I've never felt sorry for Reggie Miller one day in my life. Right, Reggie Miller. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not a Reggie Miller guy. Yeah. And yeah. then you, you watch that, and you're like, damn, Reggie got screwed. Hmm. You know, Re- Reggie was on the best team in the league, he had his best chance to win an NBA championship, and that thing went up in smoke because of what happened. The one guy that, and, and I like Meta. Meta's an interesting guy, but Meta, I thought kind of, I felt about the same as I did with Meta before, as I did after. That, that he, every opportunity to do the wrong thing, he did. That and it was just it, before, during, and after that he never made it right with his teammates. That he that he lit the match on that whole thing, and that as far as the fans go, I I thought the fans were equally responsible with it that, as oh, the players in the moment, of and, course, and, and still do. That, that yeah. they they took that to a whole nother. Dude, can you imagine? going down on the floor you're at staples center you're watching the lakers play a basketball game yep and all of a sudden it gets weird and there's fight on the floor and it spills in this and your first reaction is i'm gonna go down there and square up with an jermaine o'neal yeah that's that's an insane move how about how about
1: jermaine slipping and he talks about if i didn't slip and i landed that punch bro uh let's just say Whoever the hell spilt their beer or whatever happened, uh, yeah, that's. That, uh, that I'm glad that lucky. happened that way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That guy got very, very lucky. I want to go back to something you said mm-hmm. uh, a minute ago about we were talking about Otani, and you said that uh, Rob Manfred came out and was you know he, he was talking. We've got about another was it December first? So what's today? The 19th. With, uh, we have got 11 days left, right? We got 11 days until the collective bargaining agreement expires. So you're going to see some players sign. We've seen a, a handful of guys go go new places, but. Collective bargaining agreement is going to expire. Everything's going to shut down, and then yep. as we get closer to spring training, we might get a lockout. We might get you know a, a work stoppage of, of some sort. Um, and he's already positioning well. You know, I've been in this a long time, and I know how this works. And blah 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 blah. Can I just can we just cut to the chase? I, I, I the the reason that this stuff makes me roll my eyes the way that it does is because I already know how this is going to play out. That they're gonna. Both sides are gonna. Both sides started posturing during the lock or the uh, the pandemic, right? Both both stars, Both sides already started with the. Oh no, no. We're the the the, the CBA is coming up, and I'm gonna already let you know how this is gonna go by saying yep. no to all of these things. Here's how it's gonna go: the players will get what they want. Done. Do you know how I know that? Because that's how it always goes. Since free agency has been introduced into Major League Baseball, since Marvin Miller to, went, went from the era where the owners had all the juice and all the control over the, the players, and then the players got a little bit of uh, freedom. They were able to start moving around. Free agency came to it. Kurt Flood kind of started this whole thing a million years ago to where we had the Major League Baseball Players Union that had some real juice. They never lose. Hmm. They always get what they want. They don't break ranks. They don't have guys say, hey, look, I got to go make a living. I'm going to go back and do this. So, why would I think that anything's going to be different? The players are going to want X. The owners are going to ask for Y, and X is going to be the result. So why would I, I ever, ever compromise if that. I know that the guy I'm negotiating with always gives in? Why would I do that?
1: I want to tell a little backstory here because when we're doing our prep, you know, this gets brought up as, hey, what do you guys think about having a conversation about this? And you're like, eh, no, there's nothing there. I'm like, Trev, uh, I think there's something there. I mean, what if they don't. Yeah, what if what if things don't go as planned? What if they miss some baseball games? You know what it they made might. me think of? You know what it made me think of? It made me think of, so when COVID first started, baseball was in an interesting position because – All the games were being, you know, obviously NBA stopped and now they're thinking, hey, do we go in this Orlando bubble? Um, The NFL was, hey, this is far out enough. We think we can figure this thing out. Mm -hmm. Baseball was in the most unique position because they actually had some control of the situation. The situation was all the players and the owners have to do is agree to how many games you're going to play, what kind, of, what kind of the structure of the season is going to look like. Um, all you really have to do is just be on the same page to really take advantage. Do you remember everybody saying, how cool would it be that on 4th? I think this was, if I'm right here, on 4th of July, baseball starts. They're the first one out the gate, right? Mm-hmm. They play X amount of games. All they have to do is just agree to terms on this. And at, at that time, I was doing shows every single night. Remember, I was doing my show, and it was, it was five days a week. I think that's for the first time I was like, Wow, is it really that dysfunctional? There's never been a better setup for baseball to be the first sport back, to figure out how many <laughs> games it's gonna be, to figure out who's gonna get what percentage. So but you're crazy. the first one out of the gate and they just kind care. of the, the the they didn't <laughs> Trev, they didn't care. Screw it. And, I, want, you know, I don't want the D H I don't and want to play 50 games. And it's America's game, and it's going to start no on 4th of July. Like There were all these unbelievable storylines. I'm like, wow, this is going to look so good for baseball. And it was like, nope, still not going, still not going, still not going. <laughs> Every freaking night, I'm like, damn, Is I, I guess I just didn't realize how idiotic um, baseball is when it comes to just kind of, not just the structure. I, I, I don't mind at all that the players obviously have the juice that they have. Yeah. But then when we brought this up today and you're like, hey, I'll, I already know, I know how, how this story is going to end. I guess yeah. it makes a little bit more sense now. Yeah,
0: and, and then look, they may miss some games. They may not. They're, they're both going to posture and say that the other guy is, is trying to stick it to them. Sure. And, and not a single fan will care. Who, who, do, who, who do I pick? The billionaire that owns the team, or the guy that's making twenty-five million a year. Who, whose side are you on in a labor dispute? <laughs> nobody's. I'm on no, nobody's side. Okay, just let me know when the games will start, and I'll come back. And and you're right that when they started, you know, sniping at each other during the lockout or during the uh, pandemic, it was like I, I've seen this movie before. The, the problem is baseball's had labor peace since 1995 right Mm -hmm. they did the 94 thing was a catastrophe they canceled the season there was no world series people were very angry with baseball not a ton of people came back when they started and to everybody's credit i guess they said hey uh we can't do this again for a while we need to we need to chill out right so since 1995 here we are going into 2022 here in a couple of months it's been pretty quiet there, 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 really hasn't been any of this. So we're talking the better part of 30 years of, of, of labor peace,
1: but eh, they're going to go do it again
0: because that's well, what they do.
1: You're doing it again, hour three. What are you doing? What do you mean? Oh, you were leaning back right there. You were chilling in hour <laughs> three. Yeah, <You ever laughs> we talked about that. <laughs> I did. Am I right or wrong, Ber- Bergman's? Bergman's. Uh, his observation of hour three, Trav, ooh, much different than hour one. You're back. I, I almost thought you were laying down for a second.
0: <laughs> that sounds. That doesn't sound bad at all. All right, we got some Laker calls that we'll get to in just a second. Plus, Lakers and Celtics tonight at the Garden in Boston. And uh, I still want to get over this Larry Bird thing that I've been carrying around. Oh, we got
1: some years. iconic, iconic Chick Hearn calls as well that we're going to play.
0: Love it. That's next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
1: To connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
0: ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. And now I'm going to be uh, sincere here for a second. Okay. I'm super, super proud of the fact that our listeners went out and sold the 710 Mandy Awards out as quickly as they did. That That is just so cool that an idea that is a brand-new idea, we haven't done that before here, right? Mm-hmm. This is a new thing, uh, and, and a ton of credit to Chris for kind of spearheading this thing, um, that they stepped up and bought those tickets up in two days and change because really they, they were basically sold out by the time uh, – John and Steve came on the air uh, after us. That We got the email from Tommy about a half hour into their show that they were gone. So it's like two days and, a, and, a, and some change, and we sold all of those tickets. I, I couldn't be more proud of the listeners. I couldn't be more excited to do this thing coming up on February 6th. So just congratulations to everybody and a big fat thank you from me uh, for doing what you did. It was awesome
1: yeah not impressed to be honest with you I mean the fact that it took as long as it did uh, a little surprised by listen no, Um <laughs> it, it will also be a cool event I, I think that's a, the great part about it is first time we've ever done it um, I, I thought the I thought the idea and the concept is unique we're going to have a good time and by the way if you did not get a chance to purchase a ticket just stay tuned we'll figure it out I know uh, I know wish. the station will find ways to give away some tickets so it, don't don't lose all faith on that part yet don't
0: lose all faith, but I'm just saying. When Al and I tell you to go buy something, because are yeah, limited we supplies, be, you might want to listen. Trying to help. It, it, wasn't, we a, to it help. wasn't a sales job. It was the truth. It was hey, these we only got a few of these left. If you want them, you better buy them right now. All right, okay, LeBron, so
1: you, tonight you sent you sent real quick here. You sent yeah. a photo to myself. Oh, yeah. to Emily and to Taylor. Yeah, uh, Kendrick Perkins think? is doing his. I don't know. I think it's NBA Today the show. Uh huh. Um. So you've been making a claim here for a while you want uh where do you, when do you want to wear this jacket like what's the give me the idea of the concept well here.
0: honestly I would wear it a lot like I would wear it to dinner I would wear it to uh like Rams games for instance mm-hmm. if I went and t- took in a laker game one night I'd throw it on for that like I you know a night out and or, it's uh, very uh,
2: it's very summery. I think it's very, it is it's very that's a
0: good out. point that's a good point it it is a little some but it's la right is it never really winter here you can kind of pull off a summer thing at any point but any you know not like dressy like a suit but just you want to look yeah. nice going out well, here's I feel the like thing. that could be it
1: i think as far as the you know what season to wear that in i'm i'm pretty confident travis is not walking into his local nordstrom rack and saying hey what's in season right now so I, i'm not too <laughs> not that concerned about that i think look this is what you should do first of all do i think you could pull off that jacket that kendrick perkins has on right now of course uh-huh. i do no question about it I, I don't too. doubt that for a second but this is what i think you should do I think you should throw this up on Twitter. Ask listeners, hey, what do you Ooh, think? Great idea. Can I rock this jacket? Number one and number two, tag at Kendrick Perkins or whatever his Twitter is, and just say, hey, uh, just would appreciate you kind of fill me in here. Where'd you get this that's, from?
0: That's a really good idea. So now Emily, you have me, now you have an idea. Give me the female perspective. Could I pull that off?
2: Yes, I think that again. I picture it more like in the you know you're going to a beach restaurant. Than okay. I do just walking around normally, but I think you can pull it off for sure.
0: So that that actually now I kind of want to go to a beach restaurant so I could wear it there. That sounds like a really good idea. I think you could wear
1: go. it up in the mountains in January. Okay,
0: <laughs> On when a hike. you and I
1: go when <laughs> you and I go camping, Perfect. when you and I go camping together, that's uh, I mean you're gonna be wearing that jacket.
0: You know, what, like Emily. It's funny because Emily is is new to Southern California, Los Angeles. You are an East Coast native. You grew up in the Virginia. Uh, area there are my my in laws are from that part of the country as well. So my my mother in law in particular like has all those rules. Like, oh, you can't wear that's the summer. Like like you can't wear white after Labor Day. You do you can only drink gin between Memorial Day and Labor Day. That those are the summer. That then you have to switch to bourbon or it's or something else. Because we have else. seasons, yes. Right. That, that there are all these rules. You can't wear like yeah. white shoes between this. Uh, I yeah. like it better here. I can just do whatever I want whenever I want. <laughs> but that feels the suit like does deal. look
2: very Southern. It looks very much like I could see that Ooh, at a now, Southern yeah, football I game. I wish you that. Yeah, that's but more But it's not Seersucker. seersucker like Sears is a hard pass. Yeah, say it's not you know? seersucker specifically, but I could see it. It could be seersucker eventually.
0: We'll see. We'll see. I like the idea, but I'll put it up on Twitter and see what people say about it. Uh, LeBron plays tonight, right? Yep. Say yes. Uh, I want to see LeBron play.
1: So game time decision, we're not 100% sure yet. Um, we'll probably know – we're going to know either at 3 p.m. when Coach talks uh, to the media before the – you know, obviously before the game, or he's just going to say true t- game time decision will tell you until we have to, which would be half hour before tip-off. <laughs> I mean, it would be great to see him come back, especially because it's the Celtics, but the reality is, Trav, and I, I know you know this, you know, they, they, they can't – there's no – you got to be so smart with LeBron. You just have to be so incredibly – and I know the Lakers, you know, that's how they're going to be, and it's going to be LeBron James telling the Lakers, hey, my body's good or it's not, so it's going to be his decision. But it would be pretty cool to see him come back. Lakers are 4-6 and six without him. Uh, do you really want to start this road trip off 0-2 with three games left to go? Of course you don't. Now, look, from a, from a big-picture perspective, the world's not going to end whether he's there or not tonight. But I do think that just kind of seeing that – the way the Lakers have played without him, the fact that you are literally – you are not guaranteed to win in any game that Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, and some of these role players are a part of, I think kind of add all that together, um, it'd be fantastic to have him come back. But I, I said this earlier in the show, Lakers aren't losing tonight. Did you hear me? I'm going to say it again. Lakers I, are not I, losing tonight. They're I, beating I know, the Boston man. Celtics. I,
0: I hope so. I hope so. I, I certainly think they can. We've seen them play against you know, Miami, and they beat a good Miami team. But – I think when it comes to the Lakers right now without LeBron James, uh, the, the question is, are they going to win the night?" The answer is always, "I don't know. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll, we'll see what they roll out tonight. Can they? Sure. Can they get tattooed? Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, when Minnesota tattoos you, when Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City beat you twice, the, the oh, we got this one, that's out the window." You know, if they come back and win five or six in a row and look pretty good, then we can start saying, "Oh, they're going to get this one. I, I want to go back to LeBron because
1: yeah based I hope off he plays- of nothing. Uh, right. Lakers are winning tonight.
0: <laughs> I I wonder how many games LeBron plays before I stop holding my breath. Like, okay, is he okay? Is he okay? Is he okay? Because if you get through, because the 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 scariest part of all would be, let's say he comes back, he plays three or four games, and he goes down again. And then it's like, mm-hmm. uh oh, mm-hmm. uh oh, this feels like something that's going to keep popping up over. But if he comes in and he plays fifteen, twenty games, and then you you kind of stop thinking sure. about it, that that's kind of unfortunately with LeBron at this point in his career, it's not can he still play. Everybody knows he can still play at a super high level. The question is, can they not, you know, burn him down to nothing before the postseason starts because the way that they look, they absolutely have to have him, which means they're gonna ask a lot of him when he comes back.
1: But Trav, you know, it's funny when you put it in that perspective, there are a lot of times I have that I have those feelings with A D, you know, and it has nothing to do with, with age. his health you mean? Yeah, there are times I watch Anthony Davis and, oh, no, he's holding this, or no, he's holding that, or, oh, he's down and he's, you know, clutching his knee or something along those lines. I I get it on the LeBron piece because it's such a different, unique piece because he's got so much mileage on him, but you really kind of feel the same way about both of those players. Like, Russ... I'm not surprised if Russ plays 80 games this year. Like, no, Russell Westbrook, that's, he's that's just one thing. He's, he is. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and listen, I know guards are going to be different than big men and blah, blah. You can kind of go through all the different – some of the reasoning for it. But the the piece about will you hold your breath with LeBron, I, I yeah. think it's fair at this stage of your, of, of his career to just – you know that his body's just different. He is – He's still human. He's LeBron James. He's accomplished what he's already accomplished at this stage of his career to still be putting on that type of mileage. I think it is in the back of your mind in every game. How can it not be? You know what I mean? As much as we don't want it to be, I think that's just natural coming to this much mileage uh, over the course of your career.
0: I think injuries are afraid of Russell Westbrook. They don't want to snap. We'll just we'll, we'll go over here. We'll just go. We'll, we'll twist eighty. That's I, awesome. I'm not, I'm not messing. I'm not messing with Russ. He's that's a very serious man. I, I I'm not going towards that part of the gym. I'll just leave him alone. He can play eighty two games a year. and We'll just leave him over there by himself. He's a pretty pretty intimidating guy. All right, it's time for the dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN.
1: T Raj, I, I don't know how you get when you hear old calls like that. It's funny for me, you know, Chick Hearn, anytime I hear Chick, he's kind of like takes me back, right? Even Chicken Stew. Even sure. now, listening to Stu Lance, obviously Billy Mack and Stew, but it just takes you back. So that call, not, you know, it, it's. When I hear a call like that, it's different than when I hear Chick calling Shaq or Chick calling Kobe or Chick calling some of these other, you know, the more recent players after that '80s Showtime era. But how can we not kind of reminisce Lakers, Celtics, and you got that one tonight?
0: No, it, it's it just makes you feel good all over, right? Mm-hmm. It's the it's the opposite of the sandwich. It, it just it makes you feel good from the inside out. It just you you hear that voice. You think of that 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 moment in Lakers history, and it just makes you feel good all over. Same thing yeah. with Vince Scully calls, whether it's you know Kirk Gibson's home run or Sandy Koufax's perfect game, It just you just feel fantastic, and that's certainly
1: one of them. Uh, they got some more work to do. Salucci, you already put out you put out the tweet. I did. I, I, okay. I have
0: not. Uh, let me let me take a quick peek, see if I've gotten any responses. I put out the jacket, put the 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 picture up there. Um, somebody's already saying I'd look like I was wearing a tablecloth at a pizza place. So that's, uh, that's a good start. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can. I'm hoping for somebody to say, yeah, Trav, definitely, ta- definitely give that, uh, give that a shot. So we, we will see. I like it. I'm, I'm, I, I tagged Perk in it. So we'll see how that goes. And, uh, we'll, maybe by Monday we'll have an answer. Maybe Perk will hit me back and say, hey, let me hook you up with my guy. We, uh, you, you never know how it's going to go. But right now, let's go to the dump. All right, speaking of iconic calls, here's another one. Is this day in 1982, Cal versus Stanford, the band is on the field?
1: <laughs> Unreal.
0: Come of course, on, man. I think everybody knows, but Stanford Cal Stanford kicks off, and the, the Stanford fans pour onto the field. The band yep. is on the field. Cal has about thirty seven laterals to, to end up with the ball in the end zone, and the guy that goes in absolutely demolishes a trombone
1: player in the end zone. It's just an extraordinary moment. Can you imagine just the referee coming out right after that and saying, uh, "We have a holding on the <laughs> uh, on the offense." Uh, 10-yard penalty we're going to replay. No, it it is – how many years ago was this? Uh, 1982, so we're closing in 40 years, yeah. That's right, 1982. So it's funny because we played a chick Hearn call, and that chick Hearn call is going to connect to me. It's going to connect to a lot of people in Los Angeles, right? A lot of Laker fans. There are certain iconic calls – you can have zero connection with. I don't care who wins between Cal and Stanford. I'm not paying attention to that. Um, There are certain calls that you have absolutely no affiliation with. And when you hear him, like listening to that broadcaster call that final, but he couldn't get the words out of his mouth. You know what I mean? Like that. Those are there are certain times in sports where you run into moments like that. Of course, that's one of the most iconic ones.
0: So speaking of iconic, I, I mm-hmm. still think, and we played a couple of good ones from from Chick today. We know the the Kirk Gibson and the year of the improbable, right. the impossible right. has happened. Mm-hmm. We we played a bunch of those, but. Take all the sports, all the moments, all the things. I don't know if anything beats Al Michaels in 1980. Hmm. Every single time the hairs on my back of my neck stand up, just, just because of – the political situation in the world at the time because they were such incredible underdogs, because it was college guys. It wasn't like a bunch of NHL guys went in there and beat a good team. Nobody knew who those guys were heading into that tournament. Just And then you talk about a perfect call at the perfect moment. Al Michaels just absolutely nailed it. How about this? Uh, speaking in our line of work, in Philadelphia, yep. a sports radio caller stayed on the the, the line despite being involved in a hit-and-run accident because he wanted to let the world know how much he hated Ben Simmons. Is,
1: is that, that not, okay? That is I'm the most try, Philly thing I've ever heard down. in my life. I was going to say, is that is that just an incredible Philly thing? Uh, <laughs> but it's also. How many times you have listeners where you know we have uh, we have a call screen in front of us? Uh-huh. So for me, the screen to my right it will show okay, you got X amount of callers that are waiting on hold and then there's a bar that just says how long they've been on hold for 30 mm-hmm. minutes, 10 minutes, an hour and a half. I, I respect that this dude said no, I'm on like <laughs> I, I just waited 50 minutes to get on. I mean if I if I I'll figure that other stuff out in a second here, I'm on hold. For this long, I'm going to continue that Ben Simmons needs to get back here. I mean, I love how this guy wanted to actually break it down. you got to love it. It's the
0: most Philly thing ever. Yeah, that I is. No, no, I don't care. I, Emily, do you know the answer? Was he – did someone hit him? Did he hit someone else? Do we know the details of this?
2: I am not sure the details about this. I, I, <laughs> I saw a headline, and then I read a little bit, but not the details.
0: Because because here's the thing I'm hoping that happened. I don't know if this is – but I kind of hope he was the one that caused the accident and the cops showed up to take him away. And he's like, no, 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 no. I need to finish this call so people know that Ben Simmons
1: sucks. <laughs> no, he,
2: <laughs> has, he has, has his, uh,
1: he has his AirPods on. He's like, no, it's fine. You guys do whatever you guys got to do. I'm and continue the cops this excuse call. that
2: though because they're the cops in Philly. They 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 don't like Ben Simmons either.
1: Yeah, yeah, they well, understood. Yeah, they understood uh, where he was coming. I think from.
0: the list of people that like Ben Simmons includes Alan Slewa and personal friends of Ben Simmons. I think I think that's the, the Michael's list Michael's with people. me. My, <laughs> and me, and Michael, Michael and
1: and Ben Simmons family. That's it. Yeah, it's Mr. and
0: list. Mrs. Simmons, Michael Thompson, <laughs> Alan Sliwa. Um, the New Orleans Pelicans, this is not good. The New Orleans Pelicans have changed their culinary practices to support Zion Williamson's weight loss. Oh my hmm. God. Really? It's gotten to the point where, hey, no one can have a donut because Zion's in the building. Really? That's what we're doing? Sounds that, like that, my household. <laughs> it is
2: like, in New Orleans. It.
0: That's it. Yeah, no no more uh, etouffee or, uh, you know, fried shrimp po'boys, which, which are delicious, right, red beans and rice. I get it. I like that stuff too, but how about this? They're paying you millions of dollars.
1: Maybe, yeah, you, bro, maybe you have a
0: salad. Don't, I don't know.
1: Don't get me started on this. I mean, this is – it's for the dude to get to north 300 as far as weight. That was it, was reported that that's where Zion was. Didn't even report it. I have eyeballs, Trev. <laughs> I, I clocked him at 294. Um, Trev, to, to to have every resource in front of you, every resource, what do you need? You need a nutritionist, you need a chef, you need uh, a motivational speaker, whatever the hell you need, you need a trainer. We got it. It's right in front of you. You don't have to start worrying about other people's diet to get Zion to do what he needs to do. That's up to Zion, nobody else.
0: Yeah, no, that's a bad look. That that is a bad look that he's inside that he if there's, you know, gumbo in the building, he can't not eat it. That's that's a problem. That's just a that's a that's a really bad look. Uh, I'm doing this one for you Emily. I know that this is a, a, a one of your favorites. National Treasure came out this day in 2004. You are the National Treasure fan on this show, right? That's yes, uh... the declaration.
2: Oh yeah. I am obsessed with National Treasure. I that's saw good. National Treasure twice in theaters when I was a kid. <laughs> I went once with my family and once by myself. My, and I was like probably like at this, t- I was eight years old at this time. But I was—I'm a- so convic- convinced. I love this movie.
0: Have you seen it, Al? Uh, no idea. Actually, so no idea. it was on cable yeah, one night or whatever. Like a t- I think TNT plays it every 20 minutes. I think they, right. they have it on. It's not bad. It, it's one of those things that's kind of cool and funky. And he keeps chasing the the clues. And I don't know if it's on the list of all-time after, after <laughs> cinema. After Nicolas right.
1: Cage did The Rock, he was The Rock, right? I mean, yeah, my he, he was. Dr. Stanley Goodspeed. (laughs) Yeah, after The Rock, it was like, you can't get a better performance out of this. That's it. I lived in
2: I lived in Philly for a short bit, and they filmed a lot of the movie there, and it was literally the best time of my life. Just took everyone on national treasure tours. It was great.
0: Dr. Stanley Goodspeed from uh, The Rock.
1: That's the worst name in the history of movies along the way.
0: Selena, I'll be back on Monday. How do people get the pod if they didn't get a chance to hear it live?
1: ESPN app or on iTunes. Uh, Just search Travis and Sleeva, Get the full uh, three hours from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m.
0: Back, baby. My stomach is good. The weekend is starting, and the party is about to get going. Mason and Ireland Snacks, Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.